Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, very shortly about to leave to go and watch the new Halloween movie with Luke. Yes, mate. And I'm joined... By Luke Owen, who's not going to go too long no. on either intro or outro. Absolutely not. Because a surprise visit, well, I say surprise visit from the health and safety man, but one that I'd had booked in for three weeks and completely forgot about is more accurate. Yes. That's what's taken up a lot of my day today. And yeah. then Crown Jewel got confirmed, had to reshoot a bit of the news. Oh, I posted up a wrong thumbnail yeah. on a news episode. So it's you're been- not in, you're, you're on, off on your heart. Honeymoon. No, my one-year anniversary. Uh, yes, I'm off tomorrow, that being Friday. Of course, you're listening to this on a Saturday. So I'm actually already in Herefordshire. Um, so I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be around on Monday for the mm. Evolution wrap-up. So let's get through some of your emails. Uh, this is from Little SHTE. Uh, hey, Luke and Ollie. I've been going through an absolutely terrible time. I won't go into it, but I kind of fell, uh, fell for some girls' tricks. So they basically messed with me for four days. Every night I listen to you before I go to bed and literally all of my stress goes away. In fact, I'm listening to you right now as I write this message. I just need to tell you that I do love you guys and I feel like I'm your actual mate and you know, and I know everything about you. Thank you for everything. You don't have to keep me, uh, an- you don't have to keep me anonymous, vacant in all these terms. Again, thank you, support WrestleTalk. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you very much for your lovely little email. You are our friend. You are our friend. Absolutely. Um, I am going to read out. uh, So, fun fact for you. I found a load of emails that we'd missed out because I'd filed them under crap gimmicks. And I found them while researching for crap gimmicks. The hidden stash. They were indeed. Uh, In the the lovely innocent days before SummerSlam. <laughs> so I am. Um, so I was fine. I was going through all of my emails today. I decided to start to put them into other subheadings within my email. So if I get a Rusev Hey, that can go into Rusev Hey folder rather than just going into podcast stuff. Mm. And interestingly, agony arts is our most emailed topic. That's good because that's the one that actually does some kind of good depending on how bad our advice is yeah well let's find out this one comes in from vacant hey luke 
brackets, and Ollie, I guess. I have an agony art situation I would like your advice on for the past two years. I've been dating my current girlfriend and have been living with her for nearly a year now. Mm. Everything is great. However, personally, I'm struggling with finances. Guess there isn't much jobs out here for people with music music business degrees. Last month, I got offered this fantastic opportunity and was offered the job to teach English in China at a school. The money is great, full time, and I get my flat paid for. But I guess you can see where my problem is. I can't take my girlfriend over to China. We've spoken about it, and she's not happy about the long distance relationship. And I don't want to wait over a year until I move back. What do I do? Do I take the job, money, and travel experience and lose my girlfriend, or do I stay, live paycheck to paycheck, and be with her? Thanks in advance. I love you guys. I listen to the podcast every day, and it helps with a lot of stressful S in my life. Oh, geez, this is a tough one.、Mm, this is、um, tough. And it really depends, in my mind, on a few other bits, like how old you are.、Mm-hmm. I think my、uh, famously, I do not care for any relationship for people under twenty-five. <laughs>、yeah. I think you're still relearning what a relationship is. Yep. Although they are living together, so like well, that, that would... I lived with my girlfriend. Did you? Oh yes, Mate, I'm a nester. Oh, that's that's a terrible decision. I'm either、make. a nester or sleeping with everyone. No, those are my two two positions. I've only lived with one girl in my entire life, and I married her. Yeah, well, you need to test drive more women. <laughs> no, you, you can't just jet like no, you did found, it the right I, way round. I found the car that I really like, I, and I was test driving that, and decided that I was going to buy that car. Yeah, with a wedding ring and a wedding. Oh, so you didn't move in with her until? No, no, we did move in together. But、oh, I, okay. by that point, I I already knew that this was the woman I was going to marry. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I well, you see, before the age of twenty five. There were many women that I thought I was going to marry,、mm. so I moved in with them. <laughs> <laughs> I just lived at my parents' house yeah, for yeah. years. I didn't move out of my, out of my parents' house until I was twenty. Hmm, I've been twelve. How long have I been in this house for? About twenty-eight. About time I actually finally moved out of my parents' house. I lived away for a little bit, but、oh, like I, I was saving up to buy a house with the woman that I loved. Yeah. Well, I,、uh, yeah, I, I, um, I sort of did that thing where you, you sleep with your housemate at uni, and then、yep. you just have to stay with. What them was his name? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> no. So, so, um, yeah, that's a part. Sorry, we've gone away from the topic at hand. Yeah. That is a part of it. Like I would say, if you are under twenty-five years old, you 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 want to go really and and try out loads of new things.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would be more heavily weighted in the leaving, and it's not going to work. It very rarely works long distance. Yeah, I mean, so I she'll sleep with people. You'll sleep with people. <laughs> I、uh, during the very early days of my relationship with the woman that I eventually married, I very nearly moved out to Thailand because the company I was working for was expanding out into Thailand, and they needed someone to go over there and essentially open up the Thailand office. And like the WWE pop song says, you're a fan of the best of both worlds. <laughs> Is that a is that a factor? That's a contributing factor.、Um, and essentially, the、uh, the Thailand office would have just been an office. They were like going to like buy me a little flat,、Whoa. and then I was just gonna, essentially just going to work from home all the time.、Um, and I we I was in very early days. We're in this relationship that I eventually you know、uh, we married, but I 
we had we had a conversation where I was like, I may have to go to Thailand. I was like, how do you feel about that? Mm. She was very cool about it. She was just like, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be fine. It'd be absolutely fine. But I can almost see behind her eyes, this will, this is not going to work out if I go. Yeah. And that's going to really suck. And I decided in the end, I mean, granted, I didn't get offered it. But I think even if I had been offered it, I probably wouldn't have taken it. And I'd have preferred to just stay working in Maidenhead, which is like the Thailand of um, the southeast. Yeah. Uh, so we've probably helped you very little there. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's the way we do things here on the Agony Arts. I feel like sometimes we at least come down on one side or the other <laughs> yeah. for bad reasons or not. But it's it, it's quite... I'm stuck in the middle on this one. Yeah. I, I, think, it de- I think it depends on how much you like the girl. Really, mm, so. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that you're having this... You're seriously considering it, kind of suggests. Yeah. Also, you've emailed into a wrestling podcast, which means you're essentially oh. just looking for us to tell you to go. Yeah, for a justification, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But let's uh, hear what we've I actually got. If it was me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be considering it. If If I was 22, I'd exactly. have probably. I'd have probably gone out to China because when are you going to get that opportunity again? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So anyway, we'll jump into the show now. We're going to be talking about what next for WWE and their potentially top guys. Now the horrible Roman Reigns situation has happened. Here's the show. Well, you know, we're still we're still kind of beating up about the Roman Reigns announcement on Monday. Yeah, it's, it's still kind of like kicking around in our thoughts. And like every time we sort of do a video, I kind of sit down and think, God, this is all pointless, isn't it? Mm. God, this is all just silly and pointless. No, it's got it's very much got a point. <laughs> we're we're all helping each other through it. Exactly. Uh I just it's <coughs> I feel like when I finally got to terms with one part, like, okay, he's got leukemia. I did you know, who would have who would have thought it? And, and not just now, but he's had it since he was twenty two, really. It'd been in remission or or however it's meant to be phrased. But then I'm like, Oh my god, but there's the other side of it, which is this it's never really happened in WWE where they've built a guy for five years. Like the whole company's been built around this guy. And in Vince's singular vision, which he's always had, people look at the Attitude Era and go, well, you know, the, he, he built it around loads of different stars. Rock, Austin, Taker, Triple H. Triple H. That, I, I don't think that was him. I just think that's there were so many strong personalities and that's the way the business was that that happened. If it was up to him, I'm sure it would have been Hulk Hogan, then Ultimate Warrior, then The Rock. Well, yeah, well, then, he would have even gone for Stone well, Cold. Well, it would be like Brett, Sean... And like, and it, during the Attitude Era, it really was like Austin is our guy. Like mm. we're building the whole company around Austin, and then it was like, mm, actually, he's got some neck issues. Might have to take a, some time off. Probably better build some other people as well. And that's when you got the Triple H push. That's when you got the Rock push. That's where you got. I mean, the Rock push came. Yeah, it came around sort of that, that period as well. So then when Rock, uh, when Austin did have to go out with his neck surgery, they had that year gap where they were like, "Cool, well, it's Triple H and the Rock. Then they're going to lead this company until Austin gets back." And then as soon as Austin came back, let's put the belt right back on him, mm. and we'll go we'll go ahead with it. And that year out was one of the best years creatively for WWE. I year. think. But, you know, it's the rise of Kurt Angle as well, mm-hmm. and like Chris Jericho and all those other things happening. Yeah. But um, then after all that happened, Vince like seemed to go back into cruise control. I've got John Cena and I'm going to stay with John Cena, just like Hogan for years. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was. But I don't think that model really works in this day and age because people get bored with stuff a lot quicker and want to turn on uh, ba- traditional baby faces like that more. And that's certainly what happened. 
and then we got Roman Reigns and it, the same thing was happening with Roman he was groomed he was positioned he was going to be the top guy no other guys really everyone else would just bump off him as you once eloquently said he became a black hole on Raw that things just fell into and that's not a dig at Joe the person it's Roman Reigns the character mm. he really was like th things were just built around him in order to either put him over or to make him seem better like and there were lots of people that suffered off the back of that we were like people were screaming god you could really do something with Dean Ambrose you could like there was a point where people were like he could be the next top guy in this company oh yeah but they, they were like no no, no it's Roman we're going with Roman and you were like well okay well it's Seth then we really think that Seth should be the guy and they were like no no it's definitely Roman we've made up our mind oh well Daniel Bryan's back now nah, well Roman's still here so it's mm. definitely Roman and it was AJ Styles nope Roman's our guy yeah so everyone has played second like there's Roman Roman has been presented in that John Cena Undertaker Brock Lesnar echelon right at the top there mm -hmm. and everyone else has just been has been down at the bottom not at the bottom but a couple of layers below and those are your full-time guys and then they come in and out of feuds with roman and then sometimes they're in a tag team and sometimes they're fighting for the intercontinental title but roman's universal title is always he's up there in the mix so now that roman's not around for for however long this takes like you know could be years. Could, could be, be years. Could be forever. Yeah, it could be more more uh, indefinite than that. And they they're in a position where they have not made anyone. They have no one. And I know you like there'll be a lot of people sitting at home going, but what about AJ Styles? What about Braun Strowman? And like all of those guys, you're gonna say because I've looked extensively through Raw and SmackDown's rosters that like. No one is on that level. No one has been built to be the guy. And no one, like, I don't think, even Daniel Bryan, who I would love the company to be built around, fact of the matter is, like, he's been botched. Mm -hmm. He's been botched so much, I don't know if they can bring that momentum back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. We said on the, the Raw review, like, they put all of these eggs into this Roman-shaped basket. And now, unfortunately, that basket is all, it has fallen apart. And well, the basket dropped, the and the then all the eggs... Like yeah. kablooey. So now you're looking at this being like, well, great, now now what do we do? Make an omelette, a like, floor omelette. Like, and, and you'd say that they haven't really created these top guys. And I completely agree with you because when I looked at Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, instantly I was like, oh, I'm so much less interested in that match. Um, in terms of like, because Roman really felt like he was a star going, like, because uh, that's the way the company presents it. He's the star going into this match. So Brock versus uh, Braun feels so much less interesting. Mm. And Braun as Universal Champion, just he doesn't feel like he's at that level where he could be Universal Champion. He could have been. He could have been. He could have been Absolute, a couple of months ago. Absolutely, he could have been. Absolutely. But they turned him heel again to reverse engineer other characters for the Roman Reigns. Project. And Braun is now so less over mm. than he was just a few months ago. Plus, I, I think part of the Brock Roman stuff at Crown Jewel, which is it's going ahead. It's happening. We just found that out. You're watching it Saturday, but we're recording this Thursday afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, afternoon for us UK time. And we've seen Braun and Brock at no mercy last year. It was no good. It was very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was a that was a scenario where everyone was behind Braun. Yeah. And I think we we're even saying, call an audible, mm -hmm. put the strap on Braun. You've got this plan in place for Roman to win the belt at WrestleMania, but actually mm. you've got someone who's really hot at the moment. You should really yeah, pushing him to the moon. But they went with they, st they stuck to the gun, stuck to the plan. 
And now, I, as I say, like Braun is so much less over than he was just a few months ago, and he doesn't feel like the guy. He doesn't feel like someone you can build raw around, let alone the company. Mm. And there's there's other problems, like how much of a dominant force he is. Like, how do you book around that? Uh, so, so what? Like, what's your answer? What should WWE do post Roman? Well, I mean, I, I said on the the Raw review, um, I would have, I probably wouldn't have gone with the Braun babyface turn. I'd have stuck with the story you told last week, which was Drew. Like Dave Meltzer said this on Wrestling Observer Radio, and I didn't really think about this at the time. But when Meltzer was talking about, it, I was like, actually, I, I, that that is an interesting way of seeing it. You could have reverse engineered and sort of like you know revisionist history and say that what Drew did last week when he attacked Braun was his baby face turn and that was him splitting away from the heel Dolph it was him splitting away from the heel Braun and then you push him as a super baby face and that's your like that's your new guy that's your new golden goose to build something around and Drew is the kind of guy he's got he's got the height that they like he's got the physique they like he's got the look that they like he can cut a promo he can wrestle really good he's a guy that you could theoretically build roar around i so yeah and i love drew i I think he's fantastic but and all of those things are massive ticks but there's there's someone who's really really excellent and then there's superstar as (laughs) ddp would would say say, yeah superstar yes and i i don't think drew is you need something i never thought roman was the superstar Mm -hmm. john cena is i'd like as much as you know we hated him for a long, long time. He very much is Stone Cold, Rock, Triple H. Like they're all larger than life superstars. But uh, yeah, like I can't, I can't see anyone. Like I'm going through the roster. Bray Wyatt hasn't done anything since well, when? So you had that rubbish tag title run with Matt Hardy in a joke. There's a um, so we got a, we got a video going up tomorrow, which is like bizarre championship reigns. And through watching that video that that Fakador did. I've remembered that Bray Wyatt was WWE champion once. I I genuinely forgot that he was a WWE champion for all of like three weeks. I completely forgot. And then I I was outside and these like a rush of memories when we were like a few years ago when a lot of like wrestling fans were going like God they could do something massive with Bray Wyatt. Like he could be a re- he could be this generation's Undertaker. You know, really push him, create, make him the new phenom of WWE. Nope, he was just he was fed to John Cena and then has just slowly and gradually just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. And even when he won the WWE Championship, we were all sort of went, it's not lasting though, is it? Because he's just mm-hmm. going to lose it to Randy Orton. And he's literally there to give the belt to Randy. He's, he, there was nothing that said, there was nothing more that could be said about Bray Wyatt at that point. It was like, God, you're a transitional champion. He had it written all over him. Which is weird because he won it off another transitional <laughs> champion, John Cena. Yeah. Uh, that was at the end of a fantastic storyline, though. The Viper in the Family thing on SmackDown in that well, sort the, of golden era of SmackDown after the brand split. The end was really the maggot. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And House of Horrors. But yeah, like Bray Wyatt back in the day, I always thought he could be Roman Reigns' Joker. Mm-hmm. And you'll have that dynamic where they just eternally feud, especially like in the golden days of the Shield Wyatt family feud. Yeah. And then there was that there's that awesome spot where Bray Wyatt was making the pin and he just points and Roman leaps over him and spears him. So you got these two foes who would occasionally unite and be amazing, but oh they hate each other so much. So yeah, but Bray's gone. <laughs> um Bobby Lashley's too old. Bray could, Bray, Bray could be brought back though. Like he's getting a character refresh. But it depends on how strong that character refresh is. 
and how people react to said character refresh. If they can pull it off, I will be so happy. I, ju- I just don't see how. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, these guys, they feel new and young because they've only just come into WWE. But the reality is they're in their late 30s, early 40s. AJ Styles said he's probably only going to wrestle for another year or two anyway. So these guys are on the out too. These aren't people you can build not just now around, but the next five years around. The next 10 so years. It's an aging main roster. And then, so you kind of, like Finn Balor, he's another guy who could have been that guy, could be in the, the superstar Superstar role, mix. absolutely, yeah. But they decided he wasn't, and look where he is now. Sami Zayn could have been like one of the biggest baby faces. He was the most like over baby oh. face in NXT. Like he was probably one of the most over baby faces in WWE as a whole. People were so enamored with Sami Zayn. And you haven't seen that really. And like and then recently with Johnny Gargano. Like mm. everyone was just so into a pure baby a face. Pure baby face. But it's brought to the main roster and they were like, nah, don't like him and done nothing with him. And I'd imagine the same will happen to Gargano when he eventually makes his jump to the main roster. They just won't see the superstar potential in him. Unless and this is one of WWE's biggest positives. They are very good with backing, uh, booking with their back against the this wall. This is what we said on Raw. Yeah. A terrific episode because all of a sudden they're like, right, well, we're back into the corner. We need to do something. One of the company's biggest ever booms was because they they were being attacked by WCW. Mm-hmm. Although this isn't it, it the took, same... It took them several years. took them yeah. several years, yeah. Although this isn't the same kind of uh, threat, it is one where they have found themselves in a situation where all of their plans mean like have been scuppered as uh, Seth Rollins I again I like if you asked me earlier this year I would have gone push him to the moon but again it's like he's been, it's been flattened he, out. he's been flattened out because of the Roman Reigns shield reunion yeah and Dean Ambrose like it's all playing second now. fiddle to to Reigns so I think really the answer in this um and you sort of said it yourself when we are I would say we are we're, we're we are part of an era at the moment with short-term memories and we just want things now, things to change, things to do quicker, essentially, in terrible English terms. Mm. So perhaps the answer to this is an NXT call-up. You do a shock NXT call-up and you're like, this is our new guy. You push them straight into a main event role. You have them win the title very quickly. You present them as a superstar because you haven't got the baggage of being flattened out on Raw, the baggage of being in this Roman black hole. And you're like, this is a fresh start. This is a brand new person. And we're going to use this as our new top dude. And people will be like, well, that's too soon. Like, you can't just debut someone and let them win the championship. Finn Balor was doing okay. Yeah. Before he got his uh, torn labrum. Kurt, Kurt Angle did very well in yeah. his. Like, that Kurt Angle, his. his Rookie year was specifically designed that by the end of it, they were like, he's now one of our top dudes. Mm. Like the whole thing was brilliantly orchestrated that within a year of him being in that company, he was already, he's a superstar in this company. He's a top dude. And Brock Lesnar came in, won the belt very, very quickly. Randy Orton, you know, these guys that could come in and be like, as long as you orchestrate this well, you can present them as superstars right off the bat. And I just, I, I know WWE liked it. So speaking of NXT called ups. I know WWE like to put indie guys through the production ringer mm. in NXT, even got, though they can work phenomenally. Got to know where that hard camera is, brother. Oh yeah, like can't they just learn that for a few weeks <laughs> on the tour, on on traveling and 
let their raw talent get them over and people will overlook those bits of finesse. And sometimes, like, I don't want my performance to know where everything is and do everything professionally. I want it to be, like, real because, yeah. you know, isn't that a novelty in a fake sport? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I've got to say, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, mm-hmm. you just call those two guys up and let them have some wars. Yep. I mean, the, the, there is an opportunity here you know, a silver lining to, to a very awful real-life situation to completely revamp WWE and say, like, now we're going, not for the Attitude Era, but here's the new era. Like, mm-hmm. we, we're out of the Roman Era now, which is what the last five years have been. Yeah. Before that, it was the Reality Era, the wasn't Cena it? Cena Era. Cena, and then the Cena Era. See, well, the, there was the Reality with the Punk bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, that, and then, yeah, it was the Cena years before them. And then Triple H... <laughs> the, the ruthless aggression era that mm-hmm. ruthless aggression era is really the prequel trilogy of the wrestling world it is an era that if you were part of the attitude like if you grew up during the attitude era like the original trilogy you were like yeah ruthless aggression just wasn't as good it just wasn't as good as the attitude era but if you grew up during the ruthless aggression era like the prequels you're like they're the best because that's what I've got nostalgic memories for. You don't get many people going, oh, those Randy Orton, John Cena <laughs> matches in late two, in the late 2000s. You do if you grew up during the Ruthless Aggression era. I don't think any self-respecting fans <laughs> think that. So, what, what about you? Who would you call up? Matt, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's certainly Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, but the other name that I w- I've been very much behind almost since day dot and I've said that this is a guy you can build a company around it's Alistair Black Mm. I think Alistair Black is someone you can debut on the main roster instantly because of the way he looks and the way that he wrestles he is your new CM Punk he is someone that fans particularly vocal male fans will see and be like he is so cool he's so awesome he wrestles like an absolute star he presents himself so awesomely I, I've got to get behind this guy because that's what Punk did Punk came in and he was like a breath of fresh air in WWE when he finally, when he was part of ECW and no one was really watching that show but then he came up to Raw and he was doing the stuff on Smackdown and everything but after a while people were like he is really cool because he looks different from everyone else he's got something different about him and I'd really and people started to really get behind that and I think you can have that with Alistair Black he does not look like anyone else on that roster in, in NXT and the main roster he has got a completely unique look he's got a unique wrestling style a unique entrance he cuts promos unlike anyone else he is someone who you really could turn into a superstar yeah I, I think you you said it very well when it's a, it's a breath of fresh air like now yeah that I don't think we it's I don't think it's time to repackage a, a Bray Wyatt or, or give another push to Seth Rollins it's it's like now's the time for a complete revamp. Yeah. NXT Invasion at Survivor Series. I don't know. It's like the. I just, I, I just want to see something different. Now. I think that's what we need. Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Holly El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. First time I know. 
But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no no no, this will be a wrestle-along screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! It's gonna be a lot of fun and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestle-along screening of Beyond the Mat along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you want to shout out on this very show, head over to Patreon right now and pledge $25 a month or more, where you'll get loads of other bonuses like exclusive podcasts, two a month. Uh, the Wrestle Ramble Extra one, where we review old pay per views of your uh, submissions, and Ramble Club. 
match where we Friday, yes where we do our top our top five matches of the month outside of the WWE. Oh no, it's landscape. including WWE now. Yes, that's right. They it just does. never it make just, it. They never make it. No. So that includes things like if you want to hear Ollie's thoughts on NXT matches, if you want to hear Ollie's thoughts on two hundred five live matches, his thoughts on New Japan OTT. We're going to be doing this month. We've got loads of really great stuff over on Patreon. So come on over and get involved. It's a fun old time. And we will be doing a fantasy booking warfare in in the next two weeks. It's just there's been so many prediction shows. Yeah. Well, we've had to push it back. Because Evolution's more. this weekend, then it's Crown Jewel the following weekend, so there's all like predictions and reviews and stuff around that. And it's just to do about Fantasy Book and Warfare would end up we, we wouldn't be able to put our full attention to it. But thank you. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Yes, mate. The real true heel, Len Bren. Whoa, Whoa, cheers, yes. Lenny. The real deal sex appeal, Andy Puckett. Oh, yes. Oh, he's so got a, it's got sexy a man. Possible rhyming surname. Caught in a Travis Webb. Yes. Okay. Help me. I'm caught. Caught, in caught in the web. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Good punnage. Like it. It's an okay punnage. I one think that Luke came up I with. think it's all right. Charlie, drink it in, Zyman. That's much better. I Thank like you. that one. Thank you, man. Daring Danny Richardson. Always daring. Oh, like what's Dan. What's going to do next? What you talking about, Jerry Willis? Yeah. It's a, it's a different strokes reference. I, I'm with the times. King George Phillips. Royal. Woo. And finally, joking Joshua Selig. Yes, lovely stuff. Thanks, guys. We'll have more of those $25 and above shout outs next week. <laughs> If you're wondering to yourself what the heckins is a crap gimmick, crap gimmicks is a section we do here every single Saturday on the Wrestle Rumble where you, the Swaff Nation, submit to us your suggestions for crap gimmick wrestling, and then we, the bookers of said crap gimmick wrestling, decide whether or not we want to assign them to crap gimmick wrestling. If you want to submit your submission, it is Luke at WrestleTalk.com. One more time, Luke at WrestleTalk.com. We do have a massive backlog around about the 250 mark at the moment. Currently, we're in July, July 17th to be precise, and this one comes in from random reject good evening gentlemen Mira is a women's wrestler she always makes her entrance last when she does make her way to the ring she is copying the outfit and entrance of her opponent for that night <sighs> when she's hit with a move she then hits the same move back on her opponent before selling now I'm gonna stop you there because I can already tell by your reaction we get these sorts of submissions a lot it's all it's not really a gimmick it's just they copy the other person but this one's called Mira I don't so <laughs> I don't like these ones. I don't like ones where there's a psychic element and they know all the moves before it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't like ones where the characters know it's all a work. Well, so they don't sell stuff. Let's see if Matt Oakley from July 19th okay. can fare better. Hi, Luke and Ollie. Thank you so much for reading my email out. If you remember, I'm the blind person who not exactly met a wrestler, but also got almost run down Teddy Long. Hearing my email read out uh, made my day recently. So um, you might remember that. I do remember that. Wrestle yeah. Ramble podcast version. He got booked in a one-on-one -on -one match with The Undertaker <laughs> later that night. Introducing Tank Engine, a gimmick based around trains. Like Emelina, there are hype packages for the first few weeks, just saying, coming to a platform near you, <laughs> followed by various train noises. However, unlike the Emelina gimmick, this only goes about four weeks. Unfortunately, when it's time for the tank engine to make his debut, like Eva Marie, it's announced that his debut has been delayed due to a technical problem. Mm. The next week he's due to debut, but he's delayed from the previous week's town, eventually turning up an hour after the show has ended. The third week, an announcement is made again that unfortunately tank can't make it, but sends people 
uh, but since people have bought a ticket to see him, he will be replaced by a temporary wrestler service. Finally, we get to meet Tank Engine, a stocky, sweaty man wearing the stereotypical train overalls and covered in cold dirt. As he approaches the ring, he has an entourage lined up behind him. But as he gets closer to the ring, he stops every few feet and some of the entourage leave. Into the crowd, <laughs> taking a seat, declaring, this is my station. When he starts his match, he moves very slow and appears sluggish. But, but eventually, he builds momentum by, you guessed it, building up steam, eventually making a comeback by first walking, then running around the screen, ring screaming choo-choo. His finisher is a running powerbomb called the Runaway Train, and his moves include a DDT called the Derailer, and an armbar called Tickets Please. I really like it. Solid. I like the, I mean, I would have gone further. I would have had a whole year <laughs> where he keeps getting delayed and missing the shows. Yeah. Like, you like once every month or so he'll get there just as the show's finishing and we go we're out of time we're off air yes or like you know like he'll just arrive as there's a big beat there'll be a big beat down angle going Mm. and the commentator oh my god it's it's the train it's It's the tank 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 engine engine. he's here but you know we're out of time (laughs) Uh, and and keep that going i would also have like almost (laughs) like y2j's uh, countdown timer just like a board full of like arrivals with his name and like it would just come up saying delayed yeah. Or cancelled. I think there's a lot of, of material there for promos. I can't tell you what it would be, but I feel like there is. <laughs> and when he's cutting stuff on, cutting promos on yeah. opponents. I like that. Well, I like the visual of people. Get like, yes. And they can, they, they, it's good to, because it's going to be a crap show. Mm-hmm. It's a crap gimmick roster. And we're going to need plants in the audience to get people excited. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a 2013 episode of Impact. <laughs> This one comes in from Meng from July 21st. Presumably not Meng as in Haku. As in the scariest man that ever lived. Because if it is, then we're just accepting this one because I don't want Meng being angry at me. Hello, Luke, Ollie. uh, Hello, Ollie and Luke and slash or Laurie. My name is Meng, longtime follower from Thailand. Thanks a lot and keep up all the good work. You guys are the best. This is my first email to you guys. I don't know if my English skill is good enough, so sorry for any mistakes. Listening to you guys helps me improve my English as well. Hashtag WrestleTalk get better. Uh, Thank you very much for the email, Meng. I'll be honest with you. It's actually very well written. People like foreigners or non-English speakers who say that in their emails are usually better than I write. Oh, absolutely. And they, they're so good, I can't read them yeah, properly because yeah. I'm very bad at reading things. I know this will sound like an earlier suggestion, so shout out to Chris Michaels, the commentator. The commentator was one we didn't sign. Mm. My suggestion is a two-man babyface tag team called 2MB or Two Man Booth, which consists of <laughs> PBP and James the Color Jackson. They are a former wrestling commentator who got tired of getting their, de- their table destroyed week after week. The gimmick is when one guy is in the ring, the other will do commentary from the corner. When Jamie wrestles, PPB will call the action play by play. And when PBB gets tagged in, Jamie will do some trash talk comedy spots with interjections like Mamma Mia. Their finish is called end of the match. A double team clothesline into a spine buster, just because I kind of like it. And after hitting the move, Pete play by play will say, that's the end of the match. And they have a catchphrase, we will put you over i really like that i really like the motivation of two commentators who are so annoyed with their table getting destroyed week after week you can start to build that on our weekly crap gimmick episodes absolutely and then they finally like no we're gonna go for you and they get signed and they can go through training montages yep and and then the actual wrestling aspect of it where one's always commentating on the other in in the tap when they're on the apron yeah yeah, that's very good. And I totally see them as well. In my head, I'm picturing the two commentators from Dodgeball 
oh, I can't visually remember that. And so you want Googling things live on air. My, mine, mine are kind of like WCW tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. And if, if it's Bash at the Beach Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> that's what... They're like old school, early 90s, 80s yeah. commentators in my head. Those guys. Yes. It's particularly... It's Jason Bateman and that guy who's in everything and looks like everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, his name escapes me now, which is really going to annoy me because he's really funny in office space. Uh, so I suppose, really, it comes down to, do you want Tank Engine or oh. Two Man Booth? That, this is tough. It is tough. What, what or you could have you, Mirror. What are you leaning towards? It's not Mirror. <laughs> well, I really like Tank Engine because I think there's so much... I hate to say this, mileage, you can get out of like train-based jokes like yeah. a lot of uh, British stand-ups do. Um, but I, there is also quite a lot to be said about 2MB. Two-man booth is very good. It's also two trading cards. Oh, no, they'll, be, they'll only get a tank team trading card, I suppose. I've got to go 2MB. Yeah? I think. Unless you want to... No, I think I'm going to go 2MB. I like 2MB. It's done. Congratulations, Meng. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount, and then you can leave a question in the community area on our Patreon page. We'll find it, put it into the little mailbag here, and read it out and answer it. This one comes in from Phil Stopford. All right, son, hope you're well. Britain's for- next top model, Phil he is. Stopford. Phil Stopford, who's going to be coming to our live show. Is he? We he can finally the- meet him. That's great. Because he unfortunately couldn't make it up to uh, Wrestling mm. Media Con. So- That's a plug for the live show, by the way buy tickets from the Prince Charles Cinema that website. Was very subtle by me. Yeah. Uh, so this was sent before we got to our NXT reviews, but this uh, is in regards to our review of TNA Unbreakable 2005. Mm. So, and the... An interesting show. The incredible main event of AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels for the Exhibition Championship. Anyway, my mailbag question is in two parts and extends from Ollie saying that back in 2005 he'd have given AJ Joe Daniels a five-star rating back then, but now... It's only a four and a half star match. Question one, what do you both need from a match to make it five stars? And two, what match or matches did you uh, rate, pass rate a five star match, but now think, oh, that really wasn't, that was great at the time, uh, but now it's not so good. For me, that would be Hogan Warrior at WrestleMania six. Love all the work you do and Laurie too, of course. So this is interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, so I didn't, as, as incredible as AJ, Joe and Daniels is, and if I saw it at the time, which was 2005, my mind would have been blown. Yeah. Like, even if I was keeping up with the indies. Like, I, I called it at the time, like, one of the best matches I'd ever seen Exactly. In my life. But watching it back now, it's like, it's not as good as 205 Live matches. No, no. I think I said on the podcast, I can't quite remember if this is exactly what I said, but it was like, if this was on a WWE pay-per-view now, like a main roster pay-per-view, we probably would be calling it, like, one of the best matches in WWE in 2018 mm. but anywhere else <coughs> excuse me anywhere else so many things that would have over- overshadowed yeah, it yeah. it feels like the sort of style that your opening matches do on most indie shows you go to exactly yeah wwe is always about seven years behind the art form outside of it uh so yeah what if that like it would just be put in i mean aj and joe uh are feature performers on wwe now so that shows how behind the times they are yeah, i know is, 13 years ago After they the were fact, yeah. in the main event of Unbreakable um, but the interesting comparison I think would be something that happened uh, about 7 years 6 years previous, 8 years previously which was the first ever Hell in a Cell match, mm. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels which we reviewed last month Bad Blood, 
or this month. This month. This month, Bad Blood. And that is that's a five star match to me. Watching it today. Yeah. I've never se- I've never seen that match. It and I watched it up. there and it held up because it's got not just fantastic wrestling, not just like a historical reason because first hand in the cell, Kane's debut, but the storytelling in that match is sublime. And I didn't you know, I didn't know much about what was going on around in the storyline, but I got it all from the presentation of that match. Yeah. AJ Daniels Joe has that but nowhere near nowhere near in the same volume so that's that would be the the full five star rating to satisfy just great in-ring work a fantastic story and characters that i'm into i think in because you keep up the douchebag rating scale on the wrestle ramble extra episodes and i don't think people can go back and correct me but there haven't been that many five star matches from you in terms of the pay-per-views that we've recorded, we've gone, that is definitely a five-star match. But there have been two that I can think of, and both of them are Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, because we also did their match at WrestleMania 25, yeah. which you also said was a five-star That's match. That's a five-star match. We've done Money in the Bank 2011. Punk oh, yeah, Cena Punk is Cena, five yeah. stars. And how can you forget Mike Awesome versus, oh, versus Masato Tanaka. Masato Tanaka from ECW, from ECW One, One Night Stand. Stand. Which confounds expectations. <laughs> there is no... I, every reason I have... Like fools, that that is just a ten minute punk rock song I know. that I want to watch over and over again. It's freaking incredible! <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So essentially, what Ollie is saying is you need to have character story or Mike Awesome like power bombing Masato Tanaka <laughs> over the ropes through like a billion tables and being really dangerous. Yeah, I think for me, if you want to have a five star match in my book, you probably want to have Falter in it. That's almost like instantly it becomes a five star match because. Volta's the best. That's what most people have been doing this month, looking at our <laughs> Ramble Club shortlist. Yeah, you can tell that I've picked them. Um, so, yeah, so I think, is there any matches that you would have rated five stars in the past, but now are not so sure on? Uh, I only started rating stuff five stars, like, last I, late last yeah, year. I think I would have said, if you'd asked me, in 2001... I would have said that the hardcore triple threat from WrestleMania X7 is a five-star match because I absolutely loved it to pieces. Uh. And I watched it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And I loved it every single time I watched it. If I watched it now, I'd probably say it's probably four and three quarters. Mm. Um, only because the, the art form has progressed. And when I look back at it now, that sort of fake staging area where they just throw people through like they're King Kong and Godzilla, it's, it looks a bit hokey. I, I would probably say the first TLC match. I thought mm. that was better than the second for a long time yeah, until yeah. we rewatched both. And I was like, actually, the second's better. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, we've done, we've done both game. of them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SummerSlam 2000 and WrestleMania X7. That's right. So this one comes in from uh, the weirdest name we have in our Patreonage. Mm. Asuka's future husband and EFO, EOF one-man wrecking crew skin trade. Mailbag. Uh, Asuka's current status and her future. We've got to ask him <laughs> what that means. Well, here he says, What's everyone's thoughts on the alleged reason that my lovely future wife is being held back on the main roster due to her English skills? Having literally bumped into her on the streets rumble weekend in philly and chatted yes her english is not perfect but it's better than portrayed and she's a smart cookie so getting better at it would be doable however does she want to and does she care tbh is she happy with a decent paycheck the lack of responsibility that comes with being the face of the brand if you're holding the top gold or simply not seeing the wwe as anything more than something she's just doing right now and the other well essentially what you're saying is she doing a Shinsuke Nakamura Mm. I think that can be said of so many people on that roster 
like you know Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, yeah. people who just go there, work a much and like you know you can't blame them. These these people have families. These people don't want to get the the heckins knocked out of them every night with stiff matches and Ishii. It's fine for Ishii. The man's not got a neck, but other people do have necks and it hurts them. Yeah. So I you know. And like, if I, it's not like these people have gone right in that way. They've more than paid their dues, or, or of like wrestling these this hard style for for years and years. Uh, but yeah, it is. On the flip side, it is it is unfortunate to see these really talented people just settle. Yeah. Like, and it does chip away at your respect for them because, you know, I Dolph Ziggler should leave. Chad Gable should leave. The Good Brothers should leave. Mm-hmm. What, what Nakamura? He's the United States champion. He should leave. Like, yeah. and just, but the, I don't know. I don't. It's it's a tricky question. But I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And it is really interesting as well. Like, I wonder if she has just sort of settled into this role because, as you say in the email, she can speak very good English. Nakamura can speak incredibly well. Like, he was on Jericho's podcast and he speaks very good English and he's very articulate when he does it. But when he's cutting his promos in WWE, he doesn't. Mm. And it's almost like he's probably doing it on purpose. Uh, Cameron Sykes asks, are the Riot Squad closer to being a group of rioters than the Suicide Squad was to be... <laughs> right, hold on, I've got to try and do this question right. Are the Riot Squad closer to being a group of rioters than Suicide Squad was to being a good movie? Hmm. So what he's saying is... That they... is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking is what's worse. Yeah. It's, it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> Pretty much is what he's asking. Are the Riot Squad better than Suicide Squad? Because you really hated Suicide Squad. I did, because it was so frustrating, because it could have been good. Mm. Yeah, I did hate it. Yeah, so I'd have to go to Riot Squad better. Because I really like Ruby. I think, you know... I don't like Sarah Logan. All three of them, all three of them have gotten better. Yeah. And they really work hard, as goofy as it looks, when they all push away from the ring and come at... Like, enter it. Yeah. At least they're trying. Like... (laughs) I'm I'm still not a fan of Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team. But at least they're trying, and I appreciate that, to be coherent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's do this one last question here from Rob Pontin Problems Pontin. How can WWE win back the lifelong wrestling fan? It's no secret that the, it's no secret that the indie scene is getting hotter by the day with hardcore fans preferring this to WWE. In my mind, with a reported change to the WWE network, should get some uh, local in, indie companies onto the network, uh, comma, loan out developmental talent and stars that they have nothing to do with. Sorry, Rob is a little bit confusing here. I think basically what Rob is asking is with WWE getting reportedly progress and ICW and all this sort of stuff up onto the network, will we be able to get some of them on loan to NXT, get some of the other guys in NXT on loan to Progress and other these other companies? And I think he's asking, is this a way for them to get back wrestling fans who are lapsed? Um, I would simply answer no. Because mm. it's not that... The reason why lapsed fans are there is because they didn't find a guy that they could latch onto. People really liked The Rock and Austin. Like, that was those were the two guys that had mainstream appeal, and that's who everyone wanted to watch. As soon as Austin and Rock left, no, everyone sort of lost interest. You know, there was, that, there was that WCW hardcore fan base. They all tuned out because their company was gone, and the people who were watching Austin and Rock were just like, well, Austin's 
either heel or he's taken his ball and gone home. Rock's clearly got his eye on Hollywood and is going over there. So I'm, I'm just, I don't have interest in, in watching this anymore. Mm. And so yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't the wrestling that people were into in the Attitude Era. It was the characters. So I don't think like the indie scene getting hotter and hotter by the day is how they're going to win back lapsed fans. It's more for hardcore fans, really. They're mm. stuck with this. But the stars, the re- the wrestlers, are so unique in the indie circuit that the secret to WWE really getting popular again is fi- finding one of those yep. and packaging them correctly yeah it's finding that one star that you can hitch a company to is what we were talking about at the start of the show it's that it's finding that diamond in the rough i suppose Mm. it's just finding that one guy that you'd be like that just connects with an audience they need to start pushing everyone and see what works it's like you've got three hours (laughs) you've got enough time yes we've got a quick rusev hey good arm roll in from Darren back in 2015 brackets with my ex-girlfriend lol uh, I went to an NXT <laughs> live event there was uh, this was before TakeOver London hmm. what he's done here is he's written this was before TakeOver London in Glasgow I think what he means is this it's is a bef- great show yeah, yeah this is before TakeOver London and the show I went to was in Glasgow and I didn't really watch NXT I'd only really just started but I got my tickets to the event anyway because well Anyway, the event was great. Sammy had just returned from injury and faced Balor for the championship. The next morning, I got up to check out of the hotel directly across from the SSE Hydro where the event took place. During checkout, I had to write some details on a piece of paper. Whilst I was doing that, the receptionist asked me if I was at the wrestling, which I said yes and told her how much I loved it. At this point, I could tell someone was basically pressing against me, or at least very close. I tried to turn around with little room I have uh, and... Little room I have, and head height all I can head height all I can see is someone's chest. Slowly looking up, I'm basically cornered by a smugly smiling big Cass who just says to me, "Thanks for coming." As I was shook, <laughs> I had said, "No problem." Brackets and was a little bit scared. Checked out and left. At this point, a more normal-sized Enzo Amore was just laughing at Cass and said to leave the cat alone. Anyway, fun times. Thanks, Darren. Ah, oh, those <laughs> were fun times when everyone liked them before they. I still kind of, I, I, on Enzo. Enzo, there's something about Enzo. Like he's he's my best friend who has screwed up his life. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I I love hanging out with you, but I wish you weren't such a dickhead. Yeah. And you you're just so self-destructive. I've got an enormous soft spot for Enzo. Um, you know all yeah. the, all the other bits aside and his awful rap career. Well, included really. It's just you know that's part of why it's so so frustrating being mm. an Enzo fan. This comes in from Connor going, this is a Poetry Corner submission. Dear Luke and Ollie, I've been watching Brackets and now listening to WrestleTalk for almost a year total, and I'm a huge fan of the work and content you produce. I've just finished a three-month contract performing on a cruise ship where oh, Wi-Fi yes. access was limited and thus connecting with friends and loved ones was a fairly infrequent occurrence. However, listening to the two of you banter and debate about shared interest helped create the feeling of just hanging out with some mates, something I wasn't really able to do, Brackets, outside of my colleagues on the ship. Your chemistry as a duo is delightful, and listening to you both really cheered me up a lot so thank you what i find interesting about that is that he clearly had access to limited wi-fi enough to download our podcast but not call loved ones yes yeah. well you know well, use it wisely absolutely yeah. used it wisely i was inspired by ollie's recent uh, creative writing drive and particularly intrigued about the idea of writing a poem concerning certain wrestlers feuds or angles so i hope that you and the swaft nation enjoy the following i hope this isn't a bad poem about roman here's the poem 
I see you, lowering your hand as you see me, pointing at your chest, then questioning the ref. So wave your hand in front of your face and stand hopeless while you cope less with the demands of being the man in a land that rejects you. The product of chided, misguided decisions made long ago by those who ought to know, too close to see the wood from the trees. And me, whispering through the branches, ushering in a new dawn. So come on. Then see the masked man in the crowd stalking you, walking as you gawk in confusion. But we are already here, putting a stop to this match and erecting a lack. As one, we rise towards the prize, advance for the chance to enforce a new course here. And now you have the gall, among us all, to strike like all hope like hope remains alive and well, as, as well as the status quo. No, we descend and the end we tend freely. Amidst the chaos, the fate of dragon dangles, entangled in the shackles of another's attire, in fire, then retire to return from ashes a beloved hero, a true champion of the people. The very role that you claim to embody through the body of the people who will not accept you. To their rescue, they will not let you. You can ring the bell for all to hear, for all the fear echoes far louder. The crowd are on the brink of disbelief, their somber mutterings of pain and suffering and nothing. The destruction is everywhere as you lie there among the wreckage. Contemplate the mess created by your success at the expense of sense. Witness the downfall of it all, the desecration necessary for the reformation. And still you fight, a light flickering on instinct when all around is darkness. So one by one we rise and you fall, and it is we and it is all we can do to hold you tall. A fleeting savior will do you no favor. On my shoulders now, I feel the weight, the physical and mental state that you have carried from the audience her Harried recently, senselessly to endure the same staleness from the same male, no less, to fail. Yes, and with that, I free you, for the world I see you, broken. So go then, let them take you away, and pray begins a new day. Well, that was a very good poem. Yeah. I really like the, uh, I don't know what you call it, sort of like interior rhyming. where you Very get, nice. Rather than A, B at the end of each line, it's, you get words rhyming within the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will enforce our cause, you know. Mm, absolutely. It's very good. I've only recently... I don't know what it's about, no, though. Neither, well, <laughs> I thought it might be the Nexus. Yeah, potentially. I got a Daniel Bryan bit there sometimes. Not obviously, the New Day, but that wasn't... I don't think it was anything about that. I, I thought it was... Uh, yeah, I felt it was Nexus. I, I must point out now, though, if you've... If anyone submitted any negative Roman Reigns emails prior to Monday's announcement... You're the worst. <laughs> Even though you didn't know that announcement was coming, you are just horrid. Uh, just going back to Connor for a second. People. I've only recently discovered an appreciation for poetry and haven't really written any text or lyrics since my failed teenage attempts at songwriting. Nevertheless, I hope you enjoyed it. My next gig will be at the Edinburgh Festival in August. I hope it went well. Though obviously not wrestling related, if you or Ollie happen to find yourselves at the festival one weekend, I'd love to buy you both a beer. Keep up the consistently great work. Thanks, Connor. And uh, his email tells me that he's an actor, musician, singer, dancer, voiceover artist, vocal coach, and music director. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Come on, choose one, mate. Yeah, Jack of all trades. That's uh, I've just, yeah. just clicked his website link. What, what a handsome chap. Handsome little chap there. Oh, wow. See, your website just says you're an actor, singer, and musician. Where's the rest of it? He's updated since. This is Greatest update. Showman? What's all this about? Look at this. Was he playing The Greatest Showman? Maybe. No, that just looks like he's on one of those pianos. He's it's not him with Bono. That's him oh, with no, Bono. Oh, no, that is him with Bono. It's him with Bono. Bono, Bono. Potato, oh, potato. With your name that sounds like a dog biscuit. Connor began his musical career at a very young age. Showing early aptitude as a singer oh, and taking wow. a keen interest in the piano skills. He's Scottish. Oh, well, you'd, yeah. 
Well, anyways, well, I, I, we won't we won't just read out what's galleries, on your website. Galleries, galleries. Okay, let's go to the galleries. Let's see what's going on. Oh, here. great headshot! Oh, great! That's a great headshot. You know what he? What WWE wrestler does he look like? Oh, I like yeah. He's got a nice. He's long got a hair, mixture mate. of like looks. It. Yeah, that is strong. But you know, in some of these pictures, you do either look like a stock photo <laughs> or a serial killer. But mm. those are only a few. Well, like, if you, largely, if you're going you for those two good. roles, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Connor he's going. Got, he's even got reviews. That's a star name, that is. Yeah. The Choir of Man is a powerhouse delight for ladies and gentlemen alike. It's from the advertiser. This is obviously a show that he did. I wonder if it's a show that he... The Choir of a Man, Adelaide Fringe Festival. Is this a show you a show you oh made? Oh, my God. Whoa. Connor, we're now your biggest fans. This, you're so much more impressive than, than all of us here. Well, get in touch again, Connor. Oh. Well, Send us a recording of you singing a song yes, for us. Yes, sing wrestling theme songs. Oh, that's good. And idea. compose them. Yeah, yes. you said you're a musician. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, what uh, instrument could he do it on? Oh, it's got to be like a plinky plonky piano. No, it's going to be a, it's going to be a piano. It's got to be like a Casio keyboard. No, no, no. I want a John Lewis Christmas advert <laughs> version of blood, blood, a blood, <laughs> blood, blood, a blood. I needs to the have lyrics. Time's up. Time's now. You can't see me like that. Um, Michelle McCall's. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That, well, that's the Bellas, though, yes, isn't it? Yes, I know, yeah. Let's I, well, I, go for the Bellas. I can't remember what Michelle McCall's was. Blinky Blonky Piano Music cover version. What was Michelle McCall's music? I'm so tall, 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 tall. <laughs> Here's Layla. <laughs> She's the talented one. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time cool. for on today's We're show. We're to watch Halloween. We are, indeed. Uh, we will see you, well, Ollie and Andy Datsun will see you on Monday for the uh, Evolution Review. that more. I oh, we always forget about it until the outro. We talked about it in our NXT intro and outro Everyone as well, those. which is <laughs> which is when um, Laurie's come up with a new way to introduce him because he's knows oh, yeah? you know he's a massive Harry Potter fan. It's uh -huh. like you're a dork, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he cooked a really nice cake for us today. I know. So he's he's the, doing all right. He's the best. Anyway, that's what we've got time for. We'll see. Well, I'll see you later in the week. But enjoy evolution. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.